1130 horsepower yep blown wagner motor yep the motor's 50k all that other supporting stuff is another 50k (laughs) yeah so you're 100k just in driveline that's not that doesn't even include your suspension because we need a bigger cooling system we need a giant fuel system we need a three inch exhaust we need a built transmission that can hold a thousand horsepower and a thousand foot pounds of torque we need a built drive shaft we need a built rear end we need billet yokes so you need a suspension and a chassis now that can hold it Mm because you go put all that stuff in a stock chassis the thing's going to be a noodle yeah yeah yeah. it's going to be horrible yeah Welcome back to another episode of Modify with Trick Factory Customs. If this is your first time watching, my name is Elvis. Tim. Jimmy John. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, it's Rob. Every episode <laughs> is a different name. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, oh my gosh. Shit. Okay, I think you should continue doing that because I will, I'm looking forward to all the names you come up with. We'll do a whole col- collaboration. You got her. You got her. <laughs> yeah. Easy peasy. Pops but, uh, yeah, it, <laughs> Pops your uncle. <laughs> if this is the first time uh, watching, we are a custom automotive shop based here in British Columbia, uh, Canada. I want to say Canada. Canada. <laughs> Canada, right? <laughs> Hey. Canada, and uh, we talk about modified cars. Uh, and on this episode, we are going to be talking about uh, what does it actually cost to build a modified car. Um, and in the modified car world, there's different. I feel like for this topic, there's different tiers of oh. modifications Gonna or builds. Oh man, <laughs> I can almost see the comment section. Yeah, it's gonna explode. Yeah, and so I have asked uh, Tim and Rob to share, if possible, to monetarily or what it'll at, like an average, depending on what tier, because you can have a simple build or you can have something that's from the ground up, literally like what we're doing to our uh, roaster shop chassis Buick Skylark th- thing. Yeah. So that's gonna be yeah. So that's a full build from the ground up. Everything pretty much almost making a car from scratch. And so we're going to talk about all of that in this on this episode. On this episode. Yes. So before we get started, though, how has the week been for you guys? Mm, mine's been pretty good. Other than the abuse that I've suffered at your expense <laughs> on the Internet. On my great. You did it yeah. to me. No, you've always <laughs> been like, oh, I want to talk about this topic or yeah. you have the passion to talk about. Uh, some car opinions that yeah. you have, but uh, not everyone agrees with them, no. apparently, <laughs> as we've seen. It's very polarizing. Yeah, very yeah. polarizing. At Usually. least, what, 2,000 people mm. have commented? <laughs> oh, my God. Some don't agree, some agree. But on actually, I need to look at the average of like the amount of like likes and stuff it's gotten. So what is a build? It has about 500 and something thousand views, 22,000 likes. Uh, and 1,600 comments, but 9,500 shares. So out of all those... Probably those- 70% of those comments, 80% are negative. <laughs> about. No, no, not a lot. Well, I don't know. You followed it. I'll say like 30%, like 20, 30%. Negative? Maybe. Yeah. No, well, maybe. I don't know, but... I mean, that's just whatever, because we all know it's easier for people to be negative and talk shit than it is for people to say nice things so true 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 so and what else there's the other we one that has almost, yeah there's the other one that has almost six hundred thousand views that's uh should you modify your engines or should you engine swap your car or modify the stock engine instead oh every Oof. guy with an n54 just thought i was calling him out <laughs> yeah it's like 
the examples being given is like these guys have like the top tier BMWs and they're talking all this shit that they all make 700 wheel horsepower and I didn't get one example of it. Yeah. And the ones that I did get were like 500 horsepower on E85 with downpipes and a tune in a new A90 Supra. <laughs> so obviously, this why would you swap that motor out if it has so much potential? That wasn't even the point of the conversation. The point of the conversation is if you had a 318 or something, you might want to put a better motor in it. Yeah. And then I quote a number based on like an entry level LS from Summit Racing, but of course it came right down. Like I made a generalized comment, which was a giant mistake <laughs> because $3,600 is not 3,000, it's 4,000. Actually on the internet, it's 6,000. And then you got to add all this other stuff. And But that wasn't even the conversation. Yeah. It was not even the conversation. It just went wild. But I still didn't get one dyno sheet. I got, I got, <laughs> quoted a bunch of pages by engine builders that sell crazy engines, but nobody seems to have one. When I can make the same statement like, oh, Nelson Racing, 1500 horsepower yeah, yeah, yeah. all day, every day. So like, yeah, until these guys start putting up and 90% of them were all E85 tunes. It's like, what do you mean? It's perfectly reliable. I got head studs, gaskets, new turbos, a downpipe, meth injection, and all the E85 tune. I make 750 wheel all day. Like, Come on, man, you're not driving out of traffic. <laughs> Yeah, out of here. Needless to say, Tim has had a rough week. So. Yeah, it's been a rough week. <laughs> so all you got to do to shut me up is just show me the sheets. Yeah. Because you're yeah. not running 850 wheel horsepower if it's you haven't had it tuned on a dyno. Yeah. Prove so it. Send it. <laughs> yeah. Send the proof. And then we go. Not for 10 seconds. Yeah. Oh, yeah, true. That's also like another thing. Making that much horsepower and having that much horsepower, two completely different things. Yeah. Completely different things. Awesome. Yeah, we talk about that stuff pretty in depth during our podcast conversations, but a lot of people take it out of context because Elvis puts it out, out of context. <laughs> I can't put the whole video on Instagram on the, like a reel. I have to like put just a snippet of it. And it's so I okay. have to put the most controversial thing because that's what people that's what the views because it's that's exciting. how we, <laughs> it fires people up. Man. That's the point. <laughs> so it's doing well. Yeah. yeah 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 good times yes um <laughs> i'm just glad that i don't have that phone i know right my <laughs> i love watching the comments because then it goes off from there and people get in their own little infighting and it goes on for like some of the comments are epic but at the same time i'm ready to back up what i said because it's based on mostly on experience and yes there's crazy bmw motors 100 percent understand but at the same time don't talk sh and then turn your comments off, you bunch of cowards. Yeah, yeah, that's true. People like, do that that's a lot. some chicken stuff. Yeah. Awesome. So, yeah. So, um, yeah. What have you been working on? <laughs> <laughs> I've been working on getting my 1500 horsepower Mercedes back on the road. Mm. Yeah. So that's what I've been doing all week. Yeah. To get that and, organized. And it's not off the road because anything broke. No. Yeah. We put a dry just, sump in it's it. In, so. It's just a lot of development because we have a couple of other engine swap evos that we're doing as well so yeah we're using tim's evil evo as our test mule yeah yeah so yeah. i can tell you exactly what it costs to make that much horsepower oh. that's another thing if you've spent the money and built that much horsepower and i ask you what your build breakdown is i can literally tell you every part starting at my fuel tank right to the front end how come none of these guys can <laughs> Like True. I can tell you the name brand, how much it costs, why I needed it, but none of these guys. It's just a super simple. Just put a tune nah. in it. When we talk about these kinds of things, like we we live in Canada and E eighty five years 
not that readily available. No. Like it, you can get it, but it's and not, the conversation it's not as was about, available. Was about reliability. So yes, you can put meth injection and E85, but that's not a car you're driving every single day. Mm -hmm. yeah. They don't even do it there. They basically go to the track, drain their tank, put E85 in, change their tune, do two passes, and then head home. Yeah, it's not near as common as everybody seems to think it is. Not here for sure. Yeah, definitely not here. And I think a lot of like our our own perspective and a lot of like, where we come from a lot is like trying to build things that are going to be reliable, you know, and not, you know, leave you stranded. And like, so we're always like, we're, we're given this information. We're talking about these things based on our experience. And we know from that and what our customers demand from this whole, you know, thing. So responding, saying other than four head gaskets, my car has been mint. Yeah, and it's <laughs> like, okay, that's cool. I mean, you could totally do that, but it's not. That's you what know, you want to do on your time. weekends. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, it's not a good time. Awesome. Rob, what's been, uh, what's been going on in, in the fabrication week? That's a good question. I kind of been bouncing all over the place this week. I've been working on the E Defender. Yeah. So what was I, I can't remember the year of that Defender. 1966. 66 Defender. Technically, before you get us roasted on the internet okay. again, it's what? not a Defender. It's not a Defender. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> series two. A series two. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Most people, you know, associated that sort of platform to Defenders, but you know, one guy called me out and told me it's series two. Okay, that's cool. So I've been working on the E series too, <laughs> and uh, yeah, no, I've been getting oh into gosh. that. We, it's a, it's a unique challenge that build, because the customer requires it to sort of be, kind of aesthetically exactly kind of how it was in 1966. So we're challenged with creating, essentially a 1966 looking but modern modern amenities and things throughout this vehicle and as well as like the full e conversion in this thing so like i've been working on that wow what was the that sound was that's crazy oh my gosh yeah yeah you yeah. might not be able to hear it but oh, the they're gonna hear it so it's a video it's so quiet and nice now so yeah i've been doing that and uh uh what else yeah i think that's basically it mm -hmm. i think that's basically the biggest it. challenge with that a one little is, things. is literally a tin can so right yeah. now we're also faced with the task of preparing for the next big show that we're going to be going to in a couple of weeks. So was that May 6th, 6th driven in, in Calgary, Calgary driven show? So yeah, we're going to go to that. We're going to be bringing the slant nose wide body 996 and the evil Evo. So sick. after we're hours, driving, we're after driving hours, we, we have there. to find the yeah. time to, road trip to get all that. Nose. Yeah. Yeah. So, so should be a bit of an adventure. Yeah, I'm still mad I can't be there on Friday. No, you're not. Uh, no, I really am. The media oh. princess gets to fly in no. the next morning. <laughs> fresh. I'm so mad I can't be there. You know? No, it would haggard, oh. like bags under <laughs> eyes. Okay, let's do this. Let's represent. It would have been cool to capture <laughs> some glorious content of the road trip if nothing is going to happen. But if anything were to... It's, Nothing is going to happen. No, it's no. going to be <laughs> glorious and yep. drama free. So I am kind of concerned because you guys are driving to pretty much where there's snow right now. When the Vancouver area, there's no snow, but in Calgary, there's snow on the road. So are you guys prepared to deal with no. snow? We're counting on <laughs> okay. the 26 degree weather for the next two weeks. To okay. Save us. Amen to that. But 
I heard it just snowed last week, so yeah. That's Calgary though. It snows in July. <laughs> yeah. It's gone just as fast as it comes though. I mean, mm. that's that that could very likely be a very real problem that we're faced with. And uh snow tires. Tim, Tim's gonna have the big rig with the the evil Evo in it. And he's gonna you know, if we have to stop it because I'll be I'll be driving the slant nose. We're road tripping that one. And if I have to stop because of road conditions, then I'm going to have to stop. Mm -hmm. And Tim's going to have to go drop off the car and come get me. Yeah. Oh, sweet. Because you so, probably have summer tires on that thing. Yeah. Nice. I mean, yeah. It's a wide body Porsche. Super slammed on coilovers. And it's all the things that you could expect for a, a nice summer driving car. Yep. <laughs> That's going to be fun. It'll be an adventure. I'm so mad. I'm going to miss. I'm going to miss out on half of it. I'll, go, I'll be driving back with you guys, but. I'm, uh, I'm stoked. I'm looking forward to it. That's going to be fun. Sweet. So with that said, we are going to dive into the topic of today, which is actually before we do that, we also did had more progress on the Lambo uh, done or yeah. And so what have we done? We have boost. Steve came this past week, wiring. Uh, our wiring guy, yeah. and uh, he had it uh, West Coast Wireworks. Uh, he had the Lambo, the Holly ECU pretty much wired into the, the tahoe yeah tahoe, <laughs> i forgot yeah. the name yeah, yeah we wired into the tahoe, the tahoe and e. now the car build boost yeah so and uh it did some glorious burnouts oh there was smoke I everywhere think, i think steve was still <laughs> crimping the last wire and tim already had the thing fired up let's do it oh dude okay so, so did you fun. catch footage tim you were you were doing burnouts on the road mm. with by the hand manipulating controls. the the yep. the e the e pedal yeah with the hand <laughs> throttle because we had to switch them out <laughs> so you guys should go check out that video we yeah. don't want to give too much up but that was a really fun one so it's a good time yes that's another step closer to that vehicle coming yep. to life so so next pretty, week we're pumped. gonna it's gonna be sunny so we might try to make it a cabriolet yeah it's <laughs> uh, gonna be so fun and so, so stupid yeah so chopping is gonna start <laughs> yeah so, okay, with that said, we are going to dive into the topic again okay. of today. Let's dive in. Um, what does it cost, cost in quotes, to build a modified car? All of it. <laughs> <laughs> and then some. Because there are uh, multiple, multiple, what's it called, tiers of builds or multiple tiers of modifications. So you guys can chime into that a little bit. Yeah, no, we got to set the ground rules here. Are we okay. including labor? What are we including? Yeah, everything. Labor costs, all yeah. that kind of thing? Yeah, okay. yeah, we can try with and without labor because some people that listen to us might do these things themselves. Let's say in all the talking, it's like those are the things that are added and subtracted to justify each person's claim. Yeah, yeah. So, so we can try with and without labor if possible, but yeah. Okay, let's do it. Okay, so... Uh, how many tiers of there, uh, like of like a build, can there be, or a modified car? A customer comes to you, oh, blah blah blah, help me build this, or I would say the sky's the limit. Okay, so I'd say the first stage, if I was, would be like that four hundred and fifty horsepower stage. Okay, that's probably the least expensive. Hmm. And then you want to go up from there, then it just gets wildly expensive. Yeah. So. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so in in that, what type of work do you put into like building like, oh, your standard 
450 horse. I feel like this is a, such a broad topic because there's so, broad, broad. so it's many. Very broad and it's it depends really on the platform. Say, yeah. Like what you're starting with. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, think it's, I think it's really, really hard to say definitively that there's specific tiers mm -hmm. in things because it's a sliding scale across the board from the bottom all the way to like handmade everything. Yeah. And yeah. It depends on how resourceful you are. Yeah. How much, what kind of reliability you want on it because like, I, of course, I can make a generalized statement because there's literally websites based on trying to do shit for as absolutely as cheap possible. Mm -hmm. And there's a million hacks. So you can do stuff and achieve numbers, but how long is it going to last? Are you just having fun? Is this your sidecar? You're just trying to have as much fun with the power for as long as you can before it turns to shit? Or are you trying to build something that's good? And it's reliable that you legitimately and honestly intend to daily drive. Yeah. Because that's vastly different. Yep. Like if you can go out and f blow a hole in the side of your block and it's funny because you got a junkyard motor for 300 bucks or you have to get to work on Monday, that's two completely different things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. And so like our, our Tahoe Lambo swap project is one of those kind of examples. <laughs> like, like 100%. You know, it, it doesn't matter. But like the Evil Evo has, uh, you know, a 6.2 liter, 6.6. It's got a 408 stroker in it. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, and, and it's a fully built, you know, Texas speed engine with all the everything that you could possibly hope for. And it's built to take abuse. Right. I mean, it's a different thing altogether. It costs a small fortune, but it's built to last. Yeah. So a customer, you know? a customer brings a car to you and uh, it's a car that. I'm gonna guess maybe it's on a stock powertrain. I'm gonna say from the 70s, mm. and they're like, "I just want something that I can reliably drive." And a base model LS swap that we would do in the shop is probably 15 to 20 grand. Yeah, with Canadian labor. Dollars, yeah. Oh, with Canadian labor dollars. included. Yeah, yeah, because okay. it's not a hard process. Mm -hmm. Like fitting it in those cars is pretty straightforward. That's like a basic LS3 kind of package, you know. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a little bit of labor here and there, usually like to to retrofit some sort of exhaust system. But if you want to get super technical before we get roasted again, <laughs> if you want a true LS, you're probably like 23 to 25 grand. Including everything. Because a lot of these guys that you saw on social media that were talking shit, if you want to get technical, an iron blocked bottom end is not an LS. It's a Vortex. Oh my gosh, it's an LS7. All the parts are interchangeable. So we call it the LS platform, but there's going to be someone that talks shit, like you can't get an LS bottom end or long block for less than eight grand, which is probably true if you want an all aluminum one. Mm. So that's the upcharge. But when we say LS platform, it's like you can get a 450 horse GM crate motor. Our cost is like, 4500 us and then there's cheaper like other brands that are doing them which i quoted mistakenly in the last podcast and it was 30 it's 3600 retail yeah so my cost is like 3200 us for a 450 horse long block which is pretty there's even cheaper ones than that that make less horsepower they're like 350 375 and they're like $2,600. That's not bad. So you put a cam yeah. lifters and springs in it and new retainers, you can make that 450, no problem mm -hmm. for three grand. Yeah. But I don't know why none of these guys are looking because that's like open information. You can do it. Is it the best possible version of it? No, but I'm sure it's decent. Comes with a two year warranty. Yeah. So how can you go wrong with that, right? And then what if when you're doing this, let's say 70s Nova, 
or something, mm-hmm. you find rust and all of that. How does that then progress? Or how do you even approach that too? Because I'm sure that is, yeah. Like, how does that work? Well, what? Yeah. Wow. Or it's just a rust box. If it's a rust box, is generally a lot of times it's not even worth repairing depending on what kind of car it is. Like if you can get a better version of it, you're better off to like, say we're doing a high-end build. If we're doing a high-end build, it almost makes more sense for you to get like a low-level, mildly restored car and start with that and tear it apart, which seems like a shame to a lot of people because traditionally restored cars were of a higher value, but they're not really anymore. You're seeing resto mods pulling double the money of a restored car. So you're almost better off to start with that car so that you're only moving forward because rust repair and panel replacement will kill you. Like it's, it's very, very, expensive. very labor intensive. And like, and it's one of those kind of things too, where you don't even really know how deep the issue is until you're actually in it. So like to accurately say like, this is going to cost this much money from the very first moment you see the vehicle to the mm-hmm. client. It's pretty hard to do. Like you can like, through some experience, you can be like, well, I mean, I see this and I see this. It, it, you'd have to like, like circle every little issue and you have to talk about it while underneath this there's typically issues that look like this and it could progress into this and if you experience you know the same kind of vehicle over and over and over again you start to recognize like okay well this is going to lead over to here and you know every issue every car has like you know historical sort of documented sort of issues and you can do a research on that yeah but you can still be surprised by that because there's like people will go to extraordinary lengths to hide stuff Oh, we saw it in the Skylark. Yeah. The Skylark was absolutely mind boggling. Like how, what did they hide? Everything. It looked like a different car. What didn't they hide? Massive, massive. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just huge. I mean, it's just super common. You see it all the time. Like Like, I didn't even, I wasn't even, Chevelle was the same. Yeah. I wasn't even that big of a fan of the Skylark when we started it. And once we removed all the bottle and bondo off of it, it started exposing all these like little hidden subtle details lines. and yeah. hidden body lines. I was like, oh, this car is actually actually nice. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like his first Chevelle, what did you have a 72? 72, yeah. Like it had all the fucking shady body work oh, no. hacks in it. Like I mean, you chicken, got, like, chicken wire, chicken bondo, old newspaper road. stuffing the chicken <laughs> wire. And newspaper? Build. Oh yeah. Oh, shit. whatever it takes, man. And like, Good. and I bought it from an auction. I got sucked oh, no. in by the gloss red paint. Yeah, my first. You know, and ooh, wow, look, a new exhaust system would probably like muffler, man. Like the cheapest thing you could possibly buy. <laughs> yeah, my it first Datsun was made out of chicken wire, yeah, fiberglass, oh, no. and then they just undercoated it. It looked mint, but the fucking thing was ready to break in half. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so the Skylark was kind of along the same sort of line. Like most of the back half of the car in the whole trunk all the way back was just like that. Like there was actually, it was the first time I ever saw people covered over giant rust holes with like clear packing tape. You know wow. what I mean? Like and then undercoated it. Tape. Wow. And they used that, 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 uh, that, spray. that texturized like graph was like, yeah, you know, it was like the, gran- the, gran- the granite spray yeah, yeah, yeah. to spray over top of it. It looked mint when, when the f- thing first came in. Yeah. And it's like, holy shit. <laughs> what the heck? Rust repair? Yes. The cost of rust repair? I would repair? say rust repair is the most expensive, aside from paint and body. Mm-hmm. The most expensive, unrewarding part of an entire build. Yeah. Because you brought your car in looking one way, 
And you go spend 30, 40 grand in metalwork and it looks the way you brought it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then like rust repair just gets you to a point where you're in bare metal. Like now you have paint and body mm -hmm. to go on top of that. And, and you know, we all know like the cost of materials for paint and body supplies nowadays is crazy. Freaking insane. Like it's gone up like an absolutely crazy amount. And then, yeah, labor cost on top of that, like by the hour. And you want a really good job, it's going to take a lot more hours. Yeah. And panel replacement generally comes in a lot of tiers too, based on known yeah. platforms. <clears throat> so it's like you could have a 69 Camaro as an example. There's a panel for $300 and then there's a panel for $1,200. Oh, okay. The $1,200 panel in our experience is always going to be better. Yeah. Like and see, always. these are just sort of like... These are just rough numbers, rough numbers. Okay. <laughs> you could get some crazy, like we did a charger back in the day before it was a popular thing to do. And like a quarter panel for it was like $3,000. And that was like 15 years ago. Yeah. And, and the Skylark that working on that we're working on now, when we first started working on this car, you couldn't get panels for it from anything. Yeah. So nothing. you had to have a donor car wow. that you'd have to chop the, like say a quarter off to just to you know graft it into your own project and then if you want to start getting us to make panels and then it gets ridiculous crazy. right yeah, so it's crazy so you have to have something that's honestly worth fixing because some stuff just isn't worth fixing and you gotta like based on your budget and where you're going with it it's it might not even be worth it oh that's interesting so i don't know i think we've probably had maybe three cars in our career where it's like once you get a blasted and stripped, there's just not enough <laughs> there's left. Not car left. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then you have the hard conversation with that client. Mm. You're like, uh, actually, your project car here, there's not much left. It's not worth doing. You should find a better example. So, and like and then they just leave they usually know. get like they're super upset, like they're bent out of shape about it. And they're mm -hmm. like, oh blah, blah. And you're like, well, this I didn't do this to this car. No, this like, is this how is just how it is. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> So. Yeah. And then if you're doing like one-off custom stuff, which is the most exciting part of it. So, uh, I like, think so yes, yeah. I think a customer comes, like we have quite a few now we have, uh, there's a wide body, not like, I mean, it's kind of like custom one-off, but not really. It's like a RSR conversion that we're doing mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. all of that stuff. Yeah. 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 So like, how and how do you do you price stuff based on just an estimate or do you just give them an out of like you're just like okay it's gonna cost this much to do this well some stuff like that where it's like you can see the parts you can kind of get a feel for how long it's gonna take to yeah. install them but other things where you're trying to get like that was a clean car when it came yeah like they went out and intentionally bought a clean car so we're not having to do any rust repair or anything like that so then we can see the quality of the parts that they're trying to install so we can give a rust estimate on how long it should take yeah but something like the skylark it's never been done before nobody else has done it before so yeah. it's kind of just time and materials yeah, yeah, yeah. you yeah. can kind of get close how long you think it's you suspect it's going to take but it always takes longer mm. yeah i mean it's pretty safe to say like i mean you're talking money on a like a full custom one-off like well if you think it's going to be this much just imagine it being significantly I would, more. I would say if that you can't afford thirty percent more than the quote, I would all, I'd want to say that like probably fifty percent more. Oh really? You probably shouldn't even start. Really? Yeah. Huh. Or break it into manageable stages. Take care of your 
you know powertrain these like do as oh, much as you can before you okay. incapacitate the car at the next possible <laughs> level you know what i mean because it's yeah it'll go on forever like yeah, if you yeah. want to do a complete build from start to finish say like straight up right off the frame new chassis paint body work bare metal the whole thing it's gonna be like a quarter million bucks <laughs> yeah I, and that's that's just like that's the base yeah. of something like that. I mean, so, that's a that's a big number. $250,000. Yeah. Canadian so it, is probably like, you know, 1500 bucks US, but I'm guessing it um, has the potential to it, go up or down. It goes up, up way down. higher than that. Like yeah, you look if at you want to go crush SEMA or you want to, you know, win any of these crazy shows, it's like of course you can put in a tremendous amount of time and effort in and discount your labor rate, but just the cost of the hard parts to get into that game is you're going to be like $125,000, $150,000 in parts. And this is not even counting labor. That's not even labor. Oh yeah. But I mean, the stuff is so common now. You look at it, everybody has, you know, like some kind of blown LS or some kind of built motor that's going to be between, like, to get one dressed where you're going to make an impression, probably minimum $30,000. Yeah. Then you need all the supporting pieces if you want to make it reliable. So now you need a built trans. And then you need driveline, you need a built rear end, you need brakes to make the thing stop, you need suspension, interior, like it just, all those things, like just to make, okay, we have one in the shop right now, it's 1130 horsepower, yep. blown Wagner motor. Yep. Everything to go with that thing is probably at least as much to make it work reliably. Because <laughs> we need a bigger cooling system, we need a giant fuel system, we need a three inch exhaust, we need a built transmission that can hold a thousand horsepower and a thousand foot pounds of door. We need a built drive shaft, we need a built rear end, we need billet yokes, we need mm -hmm. all this stuff. So it's like the motor's 50K, all that other supporting stuff is another Probably 50K. 50K. <laughs> yeah. So you're 100K just in driveline. That's wow. not, that doesn't even include your suspension. So you need a suspension and a chassis now that can hold it. Because mm -hmm. you go put all that stuff in a stock chassis, the thing's going to be a noodle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. going to be horrible. Yeah. So then you got a roaster shop chassis because it's the best that you can get right now. And it's, that's another 30,000, 35,000. Mm -hmm. And that goes up even higher than that too. If you spec it yeah, out. Yeah, you can spec it out to some wild, like they have some amazing options. Yeah. So you can get easily 50K into that. So you're buck 50 just for your rolling chassis. Wow. But again, this depends. I mean, this is at the top this, end. Yeah. Like, this is top <laughs> end. I'm like, this depends. But I mean, this is what everybody defaults to when they start talking about this stuff. They never go in the middle. They're always like the top end of the spectrum. It's the same as our conversation about how everybody's like right away to the one A90 or the top end BMWs, which you wouldn't be swapping anyways. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't even make sense. So like when we're doing these numbers, like you can, of course, do it cheaper. Like 100%, you could build a really nice car for 50 grand. Yeah. But you're not going to win any shows with it. Mm. Like it's, you could do a base model LS crate motor, you know, beef up a couple little things to hold the 500 horsepower reliably cooling system and a nice paint job. You'll probably be, you're still 60 grand. Yeah. You can't go from bare metal to paint for less than 25,000 of course there's guys that can do it but me as a shop we can't afford to do it because this no. thing might come back 10 times yeah yeah and you want to just yeah. do it one and done and that's it you never want and the reality of it is like if you do do a good job and your customers do like you they're going to be around for a long time mm -hmm. so it's not like he's the car is just going to disappear like a honda civic you're going to keep seeing collision <laughs> yeah. like this guy's going to have this car for 10 15 years yeah yeah yep yeah. yeah we have examples of it all the time i'm like 
you know, the Chevelle that we built, like all the cars that we've ever done. There's every they'll, go, they'll throw go through a couple of different you know owners ownerships. and we'll still be dealing with the same car. Mm. The car will keep That's coming back. Cool. Yeah. So I don't even know. I don't think there's that many cars that have ever are truly gone. No, I wouldn't say like so. Every car we've ever built, we still know where it is. We still get to touch it, and it might change hands a couple of times. But it's you know if they're happy with your work, but at the same time they're happy because your shit's not falling apart, mm-hmm. and you put a quality paint job on it. That will last 10, 15, 20 years if treated properly. Like mm-hmm. it's yeah. So that's the so only that's way the we can do it. Yeah. So yes, there's. $2,500 paint jobs. There's $5,000 paint jobs. There's $500 Mako paint jobs. There's $500. Is there actually? Yeah. Wow. Well, not at Trick Factory. <laughs> not anymore. I don't even think you can get one here at Mako for $500 anymore. No, no more. You can't no. even buy the primer. <laughs> True. You literally can't Everything even buy. I think it costs price. more than $500 just for the sandpaper. Yeah. Like to do a, an actual paint job. The primer that we use, I think, is $700 a kit. Yeah. Yeah, just yeah. for the primer, and then you got sealer, and you got base coat, and you got clear coat, and then not to mention all the other consumables yeah. and abrasives. It's at, like I would say a nice quality paint job right now is about between five and seven thousand dollars mm. in product. Yeah, dang, just in product too. Yeah. Not even. Yeah, we're it's, not it's, adding it's, like it's uh, crazy labor to cost, imagine, isn't it? Yeah, and then labor yeah. cost. What does five grand buy you? It buys you a week. Yeah. You can't properly prep sand prep and paint, paint a car in a, in a week. week. No. It's impossible. No. no. So, like, even a scuff and shoot, a scuff and shoot, which never turns out to be a scuff and shoot, is still probably a 10 day process. Yeah. So, I mean, at shop rate, that's 10 grand. Yeah. So, another five. <laughs> so, like, your entry level scuff and shoot on a nice car that needs almost zero bodywork, I would say is probably. If I was to put my name on it and warranty it any kind of way, it's going to be fifteen to seventeen thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Yeah, yeah, and rarely, wow. like you said, rarely is it ever just a straight up scuff and shoot that no. simple. Like people try, and we're like, we're like, oh, look at it, and once you get into it, you're like, man, you're probably going to want to address this, 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 and this. Yeah, and, and I've it seen just, it. It just yeah. escalates, and I've seen it happen. Is like people that want MG, for quality. Example. Oh, that yeah, MG that, that came in for a, a scuff and shoot, and yeah. we ended up <laughs> yeah, finding you go so to, many you things start, wrong. And the car was here for over a month. Yeah, yeah, and you go to try to sand it, and next thing you know, you're blowing layers of paint off, and it's been painted nine times, yeah. and <laughs> been, there's no <laughs> adhesion, accidents and, that you yeah. know you had no idea. You got to repair all that. Shit. Yeah, so yeah, it, get, it can get wild pretty fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah. I would say like a really nice paint job, start to finish. Yeah, twenty five to thirty grand. Dang, dude. Yeah. It's nice though. Yeah. Like you're doing, it's actually, but it's not uncommon in the industry now to hear about $100,000 paint jobs. Yeah. yeah. We hear about it all the time, right? And we always question, like, geez, are we charging enough? But like, <laughs> you know, honestly, but like 25, 30 grand gets you a pretty nice paint job that you can be proud of. Yeah. It'll last a lifetime. Well, a long time, a mm. really long time, treated yeah. properly. And so I'm going to play, uh, do they even call it devil's advocate? I don't oh. know. But what about I'm just a I'm just a young guy. I just want to I don't know get something quick and easy. Not quick and yeah, let's do quick and easy. Like I just want to have a body a body kit done. I want to like maybe get something uh, something Liberty Walk or something, but the off brand version. 
and okay. all of that okay. bolted together. Like it should be easy. Like well, that doesn't sound doesn't sound yeah, hard, right? You just bolted on what's like it you called? You see it all the time. They're just screwed on. Yeah, paint yeah. it, and that's it. With like hundred dollar paint or like two hundred dollar paint from yeah, Harbor Freight. Yeah, you can do that. You, you can, can totally do, do that. No problem. Yeah, <laughs> it'll look like long. it'll look like yeah. hell. Yeah, yeah, and it comes down to what you want out of your car. Mm-hmm. Cause you can blow a bunch of screws into it. And like, we see it all the time. Drywall screws, self tappers, just straight into sheet metal. But if you think about what like modern cars are, what 20 gauge, 18 gauge, that's how yeah, much or, grip or you have on your screw. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost nothing. <laughs> yeah. So you go pounding your car down the road for three months and the thing's hanging Fall off, it's yeah. falling apart and all this type of stuff. And it's like, if you're okay with that, then go ahead and do it. Yeah. But, yeah, but we won't do that. No, yeah, we can't do it. No, no. And then the amount of time you put into making the thing stay on your car properly and look proper is huge. Yeah. A lot of times it's not even worth it. Yeah. I think we touched on that subject matter before about like cheap body kit sort of knockoffs versus versus quality, you know, authentic ones. Yeah. Especially wide bodies are like a crazy example because you can't roll a wide body kit the way they come. How do you mean? They have no inner fenders. So you're either going to be filling your over fenders full of rocks and dirt and grime. And then same as the side skirt, same mm-hmm. things. If you don't like, we spend a tremendous amount of time just closing in the side skirts on my Porsche. So wow. it doesn't fill full of rocks yeah, yeah, yeah. or hang up on stuff and like doing all that kind of stuff and weatherproofing and making it behave so that you can daily drive it is just a huge amount of time. That's not accounted for. Like most of these kits are made for either Japan which I can attest Doesn't to, really they have a, snow. A, yeah, they have amazing roads and they're amazingly clean. And then California. Oh yeah, that's yeah, true. yeah. Like that's where most of it comes from. But try to drive that stuff anywhere else, even especially in the winter time. You'll see cars with kits hanging them off them all the time. Mm-hmm. Takes one day in the snow and it's done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the amount of time and effort that goes into it is crazy. Mm-hmm. Like it's super labor intensive, and ninety percent of that stuff. I don't think we've had maybe two people ever commit to what it takes to actually install one of those properly. Yeah, yeah. Because the the labor cost is equal or greater than the kit the cost. cost. Yes. Yeah. 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 More often than not, way like significantly greater. So when you buy those good quality kits, a lot of it is what you're paying for is it comes with a way in which to mount it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas the rest of them are just generic. Like here, figure it out on your own. Yeah, and, then and even even some of those really high end kits, they're sometimes even incomplete as well. Like, yeah, some of you know, them are not we, great. We we take it to another place, like another level, you know. And a lot of it is based on because where we live, like he said, like it's you know we want to clo- close it in, mm-hmm. make sure Rain. there's no dirt, you know, moisture and shit getting in behind things where you don't want it, you know. It makes the driving experience better. It makes so the makes the durability of the end product last longer, and you just end up loving your car instead of hating it instantly. Mm-hmm. Well, the slant nose is a perfect example. We put all that time and effort into it, and we're what two weeks away from road tripping it for ten hours. <laughs> and like, if we can't do that, I said right in front of everybody, I was like, if we can't do this with this, I'm selling it as soon as we get back. Yeah, because that's not what I wanted. It's not what I built. But it took a lot of time to get it to this point that it's almost OEM sort of like you should be able to drive it all day, every day. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and it should not come at the cost of making it worse. Yeah. It's crazy. So like we, you started talking about like the cost of like these builds, like 
all the different sort of levels of build and all that. And like, that's a big part of it. That is a huge part of it. You know, if you say tier one is like just basic bolted on, you know, the next tiers or levels would be like, okay, close it all in, Mm -hmm. you know, weatherproof it, do all these things. And like, yeah, that comes at an extra cost, material cost and time spent. So if you call us and you ask us what we charge and it might be three times more than the other guy, you got to ask them what the different, like, what, what are they providing for yeah, that amount of Why money? is that? Like, what are you providing? Like, cause we get it all the time. Like, it's like, oh, well, they'll come here and ask me, oh, this guy said he'd do it for 800. It's like, well, you better get back there before he changes his mind. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, and you, and you say that based on like your character assess, you know, assessment on who they are. You're like, oh God, if that's what you're chasing, if, if bare minimum cost spent is your goal, then maybe you should go see that other guy. Yeah. Like, maybe we're not the people for you. Sorry, but like that's just how it is. Yeah, that's because we're just never gonna do that. Yeah, and so yeah, sometimes we're three times more money, but than, than the next guy. It's worth it. But I can say, again, without bullshit at all, we've never had a single client in our twenty plus years, ever, ever, bitch about the the results that we've given yeah. them. They've always been overjoyed and Pretty ecstatic. Awesome. Yeah. So sometimes the bill hurts and they might be grumpy at you for <laughs> yeah. a couple of days, but they always come back. <laughs> yeah. Or at the very least, they might go try somebody else that was maybe less expensive. And still come and back. They and they still come yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, and they yeah. come back. Like, oh. Yeah, so with, a, it, with a newfound appreciation yeah, as so to why. There can be a learning curve to yeah. you know some of our customers, but they always come back. Mm-hmm. Because if it's not just that, it's like the runaround or... They'll give you that price to get you in the door and then start upcharging you and it just you know whereas i would rather tell you at the front end like hey this could end up costing this much at least then you're prepared it's never more like it's i don't think it's ever been more like i generally trying to start with the worst case scenario so you're not catching anybody off guard yeah and sometimes that worst case scenario like you said is never more sometimes that bites us in the ass because we like to like stand by like like the kind of like that moral code of like oh well we said it was going to be this much and then at the end of the day we end up going home mm. with our pockets empty you know like yeah. but that's just what it is and that's what it was for like years and years and years during the growth of this and that's why wow. we can talk about certain things like this with the experience that we've gone through yeah and we still give up a lot just because we want to do cool stuff. Yeah. So like <laughs> all the time you, you hear a lot of other shops where you consider you're donating to the project Yeah. Mm. because there's a lot of stuff that's super tedious. And I, even I feel bad about charging mm-hmm. for it. So yeah. a lot of times you'll charge for what it should have took, not for what it actually took. Wow. Yeah. So you charge based on like the best case scenario, not the worst. That's crazy. Yeah. And then we get into like projects like the Skylark or anything that's like super like ground up, you know, like, it took me a week to flush the front windshield in that car. <laughs> that's a lot of hours, man. Yeah. It took oh, me that yeah. long to do that. And that's like crazy. If you think about, okay, our shop rate is, you know, you know, it's pretty high. Mm-hmm. It's reasonable. But like if I said, okay, it's this many hours at this rate, it's cost this much money to do that. That's crazy. Like, so what? we might, we, we <laughs> might, we might be like, okay, well let's eat a little bit on that. Maybe we'll make it up on the next thing mm. in the same build. Like we start talking about, okay, now it's over the, the cost of the full build. Yeah. 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 And a lot of times like you'll quote an entire project and then there'll be individual pieces of it mm-hmm. that will make your customer upset. Because yeah. like I can say this is going to cost like 
these custom choppers are a perfect example. You're like, okay, we'll build you custom chopper. It's going to be $75,000. They're like, okay, cool. Because that's comparable to what was going on at the time in other shops. And then when you give them, say you need a draw to carry on and you give them a bill just for like you spent five or 10 days just on the gas tank. <laughs> and then they're just like, holy shit. The gas tank is $6,000. And it's like, if you look at it cost? like that, then yeah, it seems super crazy. Yeah. But by the time you average out and get to the finished build, you're still on budget. Mm -hmm. But there is certain yeah. aspects of it that are not very rewarding. No. And like people love buying parts and they love buying things because it's tactile. You can touch it. You can see it. You know, it's whatever. Yeah, you've already, you've already mm -hmm. justified it in your mind. But if you leave and you come back and it's like, Oh, okay. You filled, filled four holes and that's $4,000. <laughs> like, holy sh Like I yeah. get it. Like I a hundred percent get it. Yeah. Like I still like, it's a, you know, but it's. That's how that, it is. That's how it is. Like, it there's is. nothing you can do about it. Yeah. And then at the end of it, like during the process, probably like for our customer, like while we're showing them all these crazy things that we've done where they're like big things. And then it's, would you guys work on this week? Oh, we flushed out the windshield. Only, only. What are you talking about, man? And then it's like here, it's <laughs> we got we got forty hours just into the windshield frame, <laughs> and then you know at the end when it all comes together as a package, that's going to be one of those defining pieces where you're like, oh man, that looks good. Sick, yeah. That is perfect. It's worth every penny. But when you come in and you look at it, you're just like, oh, you spent five thousand dollars for this. Yeah. <laughs> So it's yeah. hard to swallow a lot of those pieces and those are like the hidden things. Yeah, that, yeah. Like, because you'll look at that car and you're like, okay, the motor was 30 grand. This was this, this was this. And it's like, but you didn't, that's all the connecting the dots that costs all the money. Mm. So like, even when we're, you know, just having basic conversations, I'll try to talk on the premise that all these other people are. It's like, oh, this is only 2,500. This is only this much, but there's, you know, and they make the example of a, head gasket like what does a head gasket cost to get replaced mm -hmm. i got to get one done on my g-wagon it's like i was quoted twenty five hundred dollars for a head gasket. so now you're going to incorporate those costs in that's the labor side of it that's hidden when you yep. speak in these broad strokes yep. sure if you can do it yourself that's great but it's still time and taking away from something money. else yep yeah an example that like that head gasket was what like 40 bucks or something yeah. like that <laughs> but it was like 2500 yeah. you're like what yeah. <laughs> So those are the like the missing pieces. Yeah, so it's yeah, yeah. like you can, you know. But yeah, to do a basic one, it's probably fifty grand. Dang, dude. Just to clean up a car and make it drivable, make it presentable, nice. And then some of the other stuff that we do is nuts. Yeah. It's even I think it's nuts. <laughs> like some of the costs of some of the stuff, you're just like, holy, this is insane. Yeah. Yeah, it actually. It's like, I can't afford this, yeah. <laughs> but I'm doing it. So yeah. it's, it's cool. Like we honestly can't afford probably 75% of the stuff that we, we do. do. Yeah. <laughs> but fortunately we can do it for exactly. And the crazy thing is we have all the ability, we have all the tools, which is, you know, another bone of contention with all these people like, oh, you have all the shit. but we still don't have time to do it. Yeah, it yeah. still just takes, no matter how, how much tools you have, it's still just an immense amount of time to do it. Like it's super time consuming. And if you've never done it before, it seems like these things will do it for you, but they still don't do it for you. And it's yeah. still a huge amount of time. Sweet. There's just no shortcuts in it. No. With that said, thank you guys so much for watching. 
<laughs> oh, we can keep talking. We've run over time. <laughs> yeah. Don't build a car. It costs too much money. <laughs> yeah. And we will see you guys next week. Let, let us know what you guys think. If next you guys... week, we'll talk about how to do it super cheap. Oh, yeah. Really? I think we should do both Whoa. ends of the spectrum. We'll do the other end of so. the spectrum. Right? Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. And so we will see you guys next week. If you like this video or podcast, give it a thumbs up or give it a five star rating. And uh, bye bye.